Good morning, friends. The news with Dr. Michael Eichmann. Hello. The Iranian foreign ministry warned that it will not allow Israel's military defense alliance with the Arab countries. Indeed, today Israel, the U.S., Saudi Arabia, Kuwait are creating a regional air defense system to protect against Iranian missiles. Iran says things are only going to get worse for all of you. We're increasing the rate of uranium enrichment. In short, Iran is holding everyone by that one place all the time, blackmailing everyone, and what interests me here mainly is us. What are we supposed to do? We're supposed to think about our own safety, about our ties with neighboring countries, strengthening all of it. But actually, Iran, these this is its politics. All the arms and talk and everything, it's only politics. They can't live without it. Right. Otherwise, they won't feel that they're the main government in the world. But they won't take another step? No, because they'll lose. You think that they're considering everything? Yes, very much. These are very, they're very wise, and these are the Iranians and balanced. They they like harming from all directions through different things, but they themselves won't go indirectly. So you think that they're really weighing it? They're very, very realistic. So there's nothing to be afraid of. No, you need to behave toward them that they'll stay on that level but they won't go for more. You can't destroy anything. The world is built such that if you want to do good and destroy the evil, you need to do it according to the laws of the higher nature, meaning you can't destroy evil. You can, and increase the good and reduce the bad, but only in accordance with the higher law of nature. And what is it against what? It depends on our attitude, the attitude of the Jews toward the world and themselves and the Creator. Jews, yes. It needs to be a correct attitude. Please explain. Correct, meaning that we will think only about how to balance the world so that in it the Creator will reveal Himself in everything. How can we balance it? That there will be as little evil as possible, as much good as possible, and that we will aspire for the good to reign. And that way, we will do everything possible in this world to reveal the Creator. How to make it so that without destroying the evil, the good will exist, will prevail? We can't destroy neither the bad nor the good. We can only tie them together in such a way that the good will always cover the evil. And the evil will grow, but the good will grow over it even more. That's the system. So, there's evil, above it, good, etc., and more and more. 
So, how do we answer the accumulation of evil hate against us? It is all in order for us to increase the good, to develop it. So, what is good then? Good is love toward your fellow man. Relations between us, first and foremost, Jews here in Israel. And after that, between us, the world over. And then, everyone in the world too. How does the chain work? If we're connected and good ties of, then by that we influence the entire world. How does it work? What they see as Jews in Israel that way or what? That's how they'll see us and will want to be like we are. That's the law of nature. Here you need, don't need to guess who's going to do it. We don't even need to shout about it or do nothing. Meaning if we will correctly relate to each other, then automatically the nations of the world will feel that we are filled with good between us and toward them. And it will influence everyone. So the warmth that we've developed here, that we direct toward others, it starts enveloping. Yeah. So you nonetheless distinguish this people, which is the kernel of all problems, this nation. Yeah. And that's what we're being blamed for, actually. We're blamed all the time that you feel like a chosen people, this, that. We talked about it many times, but I see the commentaries. The Jews again. What you mention us in every second word. What do you want from us? Where do you get it from? So it turns out that the 0.3% or I don't know how many like the head of a pin on the world map is all the time yeah it's only it's in the news all the time not Australia not Canada what is there to talk about these places who who mentions these dead blocks so here is the spiritual root in this tiny yes and it's not that I think but that's how it is we see it all the time all throughout history you don't need to prove it or anything so okay let's calm others down that to be chosen it is a, a role it is a it's your commitment obligation yes and if Jews don't do it then the nations beat them and by that push them toward correction, development. So anti-Semitism and everything is because of only because of that. So Iran are our closest brothers because they're all the time pushing us. The Iranians, Palestinians, of course, Hamas. Yeah, these are these are relative nations. So the stronger they push, the closer they are. They want something from us that we don't. Okay. So in conclusion, to calm Iran down or only if we unite and show the entire world the method of connection, then they will calm down. 
very simple. So we need to thank Iran. Okay. In Israel, a lot of police officers quit, resign. Being an officer used to be respectable. Today, no more. They're given more and more tasks, responsibilities, and the salary salary is very low, lower than average. A novice officer gets something like 6,700 shekels. They're increasingly accused of abuse of authority and even tried for it. When a border police fighter who neutralizes a terrorist is forced to testify as a suspect, of course, he thinks that it is better to find another job. That is, the police do not feel support from the state. So what should our actions be in relation to those that protect us, police officers? Look, I feel uncomfortable talking about it. How is it that the police get so little and is protected so little? We need to protect them. The state needs to protect them, the government, and to pay them more than any other job does. Because they deal with riots, with criminals every day, every moment. They're all the time kind of on the border. So, we also respect if, if they're paid big money, we respect what big money? When I was in Switzerland, it was like 15 years ago, I talked to a police officer. You know, uh, uh, an ordinary novice police officer gets 8,000 euros a month. It's not simple to become a police officer. You know, what's so unique in Switzerland? Yeah, what are you saving exactly? But here you're all the time in action, in combat. So, these two things, that you're not respected by the government, that you need to be respected by the government, they always need to be protected. Of course, society needs to protect them, and that they get pennies. It's also a feeling that they were thrown out. I don't even know how to continue this item. To raise their salary... To once of all, again, go over the different laws, give them more freedom, a bit more freedom into their hands, to reinforce them with more normal police officers, and everything will change. There's nothing to ask. You need to change the government. We're like... We double-crossed them, so to speak. I'm thinking how to close the item. I told you how to close it. Increase their salary, get more cops, and give them the ability to act. To untie their hands. What do you think? Besides that, how to 
inserted into the population to teach that it's respectable to be a police officer. This needs to be done with the help of different movies that you need to make about them. Like in the U.S., they made all the time about cops, 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 even though that now too you have a big problem there. It's something that you can't neglect. Society needs to keep concerned with it all the time. I mean, the surrounding needs to work that way. They need to feel that behind them is the people, and the people need to feel that they're protecting them. But, you know, there's more truth lately. Nah, it's all politics. It has nothing to do with the truth, nothing to do with order, nothing to do with nothing. It's in order to, you know, it's all for, for political gains. And we need to talk about the good police officer, right? Meaning that he protects us and we need to protect him. Now, every week, you need to make a good movie about it. I understand that you're referring to me, but you're referring to everyone. Movies, TV, yeah, the government needs to put into it. The consequences of a nuclear war are already being realistically considered. They calmly draw that as a result of a nuclear detonation, soot and smoke will be emitted into the upper atmosphere. They will prevent the sun's rays from reaching the Earth in the first month after the war, average temperatures will drop by 13 degrees. In the first hours of the war, about 100 million will die. A sharp drop in temperatures will destroy the agricultural economy. Approximately 1 to 2 billion people will starve to death. Ocean temperatures will plummet. Algae will die. And, you know, in short, People live their life, travel, think about the future calmly. It doesn't bother anyone, even though that it's becoming very realistic. What can you do? Well, at least to talk about it. Not just to write, but to talk, to, you know, wake people up that we're coming closer to that, that it's the future of our children, grandchildren. I talk about it, but, you know, I don't believe that it's possible to reignite it. What for? You're planning on selling um, relaxation pills? What are you going to do it for? I have a feeling that everyone already took, the world took relaxation pills, tranquilizers. I want for the world to start shouting, yelling, what are we doing? Look what's happening. Will it help? You tell me. I think so. If everyone starts talking about it, if everyone will be concerned with it, will talk about it, make movies about it, will it help? We went through these things already somehow. Won't work now either. Didn't then, won't now. People got used to this fear. Can you tell me why? I mean, when it has to do with a person, you know, like what happened in Japan, it's for generations you have this memory, terrible memory of what happened there with their nuclear reactor. Why aren't we afraid? 
We're not afraid of nothing. We don't want nothing. We want to live this moment and what happens tomorrow and the day after. We don't remember that. We don't have the brains for it, the mind for it. Why did the Creator take our mind away in order for us to be able to exist? Otherwise, we go crazy, all of us. So it's precisely in order for us to be able to plan life, bear children, this, that. And at the same time, it's very interesting. On the one hand, there's this. On the other hand, there is the coming closer of this catastrophe. No, it's not coming closer. What do you mean by coming closer? Uh, there is a constant ongoing threat and what people get used to this threat what's the right way to go about it true existence how calm down and continue breathing deep and everything's going to be fine not to pay attention to it you can't do nothing about it and the decision is in a completely different place meaning not in me no the decision is only in the good relations between people Uh, even more precisely in the good relations between Jews So, if everyone in the world will ask the Jews to worry about the relations between them, then everything will be fine. Then it will project onto the rest of the world. Okay? No matter what we talk about, it's always the Jews. I'm worried, you know. Besides them, there is no one else responsible. So no matter what we'll talk about, I feel it's going to go back to Jews. Of course, there's a feeling like Jews are in the center of all questions, all problems of the world in general. It's like something... It is the one and only problem. And if humanity will understand that that's the only problem, if Jews will understand it, then everything will be rebuilt. Then the world will start disarming itself. No, you don't need to disarm anyone or think about anything. Then everything will be directed toward giving Jews the opportunity to arrange things so that the world will come better, kinder, more interconnected, etc. You can't do nothing else. What defense, what what, there's nothing you can do. People are going to forget about it. So it's all going to turn into something else. Of course, what? That's the question. Suppose we go for it. Suppose we put pressure on Jews. They'll understand it themselves. They start building good ties. What will happen to the arms race, to nuclear? Nothing. Gradually decrease. So it's all happening. Everything around us going on in order to force Jews to come to these good ties with one another, first and foremost. Yeah. 
to understand that Jews themselves can't do it. The nations of the world can force them to. You know, in the comments, different people write, and they some write that, yeah, it's possible, probably you're right. Others write that, looking at Jews, we understand that it is impossible. You know, they're mainly bankers, they make money off us. They drink our blood, they're behind all wars, etc., etc. You can continue the list yourself. In short, they're saying, how can such Jews flip and start working on good relations? How? The recognition of their responsibility for the world and that the world will come to them with a question of when will it all end? The question will be turned to them. And the Jews of the world and all nations of the world will turn to the Creator and then everything will change. So even in those Jews that are not any example of anything good for the world will change too. Yes. We say that the worst can reach the top, can become the best. How does that flip happen? From the lowliest morally? Because what they did came from their tremendous ego. And now it'll be rebuilt and the great ego will become great altruism. Yeah. But that's the law. Yeah, yeah, that's the law. Okay, let's hope. One more. Amusing. I don't know where this news will take us, but scientists from King's College London and New York University have proposed changing the rules of chess. Give black pieces two moves in a row after the start of the game. Everyone knows that the white player has a small but potentially decisive advantage by making the first move. The rule that white starts the game dates back to the middle of the 19th century, and they say it's time to rewrite this rule and make chess more fair. Of course, the one who starts begins. He is the one that introduces his enemy opponent with the following moves on the board and therefore determines everything. The position, superposition, everything. So you think that it's possible to make things more fair. Look, you can't make it so that no one will go first. Someone has to go first. Even though that it's, you know, it's luck. But how to correct it? You can't do it in competition. They're offering to give the black pieces two moves. Well, you can offer some other thing, but... 
it won't correct the situation because the one that started first determines the vector of things. Okay. I don't want to... Okay, that's it for today, I think. As you wish. Owen's going to start, so... I'm willing. Whatever. Thank you. All the best.